It's no surprise that updating the electricity grid today will make for a better tomorrow. Increased self-sufficiency is just one of the benefits. The Great Grid upgrade will also boost the economy and create new green jobs. And best of all, you can continue doing the things you love, like watching the latest epic nature documentary or listening to this podcast while caring for the planet too. Find out more at nationalgrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and welcome to the BBC Country Farm Magazine podcast. My name is Fergus Collins. I'm the editor of the magazine. And... Um, well, these podcasts are all about adventures and escapes, and I've escaped on a Friday when I should be in the office. But I'm at the beach. You might be able to hear some crashing rollers, waves crashing on the beach. Uh, I'm at Dunraven Bay, which is on the Glamorgan coast in South Wales. And so, being a Friday, there's hardly anyone here. And it's a kind of a sandy beach with lots of, sort of rocky... Uh, kind of pavement all split and fissured and then some cliffs backed by cliffs which are a kind of sandy gold they're very golden actually um, and layered so it looks like very flat layers it's a strata all the way up probably 80 to 100 layers I'd guess maybe more uh, there's a little rock pipit in front of me, just feeding on some sort of algae, sea algae, sort of seaweed, very fine seaweed. Uh, I haven't been to the coast for a podcast, so we've done a couple with some other people. You might be able to hear the rock pipits squeaking. They are small brown birds. Uh, I've had a lot of meadow pipits starring on Upland podcasts. But these little rock pivots, they're just relatives of wagtails. And you always find them hanging around rocky beaches. What's their name? Squeak, squeak. So these cliffs are 150 feet high, maybe. 30 metres, 40 metres. That's a glorious sunny day after loads of rain of late. It's early winter, pretty chilly. But... um, But actually a lovely day to be out. So I'm crossing this 
rocky pavement, which is fissured and eroded. And in the little pools are um, periwinkles and limpets, loads of limpets in all the cracks and crevices. Obviously, this is underwater at some stage. Some of these rocks are totally covered in barnacles. I'm getting closer to the actual beach where the waves are breaking and the rock pools are a bit deeper here. That's top shells. Now, I have done a little bit of research into what you find in rock pools. These aren't the most exciting of rock pools so far. There's a little bit of seaweed dulse, I think. Here's the song of the sea. It's quite still. Normally, normally blusters around here. So I've picked a pretty good day, fortunately. I'm getting down to the sand now. I'm just going to have a little bit of blast of sea. Um, so I can see across the channel here, the great mouth of the River Severn, Bristol Channel. Uh, I can see the mount, well, the hills of Exmoor in the distance, uh, across the water. Not a huge amount of bird life, but there probably will be some things as I walk. I'm aiming to walk along the coast to the east, so into the sun at the moment. Uh, some surfers here. It's actually really good surf. Yeah, they're doing really well. There's at least five or six surfers. They're quite young guys. They're all guys. Obviously, do they work? Have they managed to bunk off? There's some mussel shells. Have they managed to bunk off and have a lovely day's surfing? Icy cold. No, there's really long rolling breakers here. It's the perfect surf. Uh, yeah, have they managed to get days off? Maybe surf dudes manage to have those sort of jobs. Footprints of dogs in the sand. So on this lovely day, I'm just going to have a little walk along the coast and see what can be seen. And hopefully do a loop back inland. Uh, depending on how my knees bear up. There's footprints of gulls in the sand as well. So, Dunraven Bay. I've done Raven. Done with it. So, above Dunraven Bay on the map, just to the east, is a little promontory. And on the, the OS map I have, it says Ford. So I'm climbing up a very steep bank to get up there to see what there is. Forgive my out of breathness. Always takes about half an hour to get warmed up. So I've reached the top, climbing over the ramparts of what clearly is a fort. And uh, I'm a bit out of breath. So I'm now looking back down on Dunraven Bay and little, little seal-like surfers down there. There are lots of sheep grazing on top of this, on top of this fort, and there's fishermen out on the little promontory below, sea fishing, which I've tried with no great success. 
a very good spot for a fort. And looking out across wide blue sea. Porth Call is to the west. And then beyond that, uh, very beautiful Gower Peninsula, which sticks right out. There are a couple of clouds in the sky, but it's pretty cloudless. I feel like I've done well today. It's great looking down on these rock formations. I'm right at the top of the cliff. It's actually quite a steep fall, so I'm about two metres from the edge, and that is about it for me. So I'm going to wander around, follow the cliff east, and see where I get to. Hoping there's a nice pub on the way for lunch. That would be very, very, very fine. Now, the land is inland. It's, there's woods and sheep fields, really. A uh, little hamlet of Southern Down. Southern Down. And it looks very wintry everywhere. All the leaves have gone off the trees by now. It's that sudden switch from late autumn to winter that's happened in the last week. So from the top of this fort peninsula, looking east, there's the most spectacular view of cliffs running away, all sort of lurching down to the sea in various points. Um, these very, very defined strata in them, and then extremely flat, sandy, rocky shores underneath. It's the sort of place peregrines might be nesting. But they're very handsome and it's absolutely beautiful. Very hauntingly beautiful. Starkness. I, I don't think the Glamorgan case gets the credit it deserves for fabulous cliffs and wonderful cliff top walks and very accessible. And seen parts where the cliffs have fallen, and I think those are good places to look for fossils. And you get these little gullies, miniature valleys that open, that cut through the cliffs down to the sea. Little streams have eroded. Now, how many layers? It's really hard to know how to layer up in winter. I'm hot now. I've got four layers. I think that's one too many. So now I'm descending through a little woodland from the hill fort. Squelchy, boggy woodland. Oh, and a curly just flying. Four curlies just flying straight over my head. Four curlies. Now it's a very steep descent here. Spindle. The pink berries of spindle in the hedgerow here. Providing a little bit of colour. Hello there. Hello there. So what happens here is these limestone rock layers are separated by softer layers of what's called shale, mudstone. And that washes out first, meaning the cliffs then subside. Um, so they're, they're sort of golden at the top and blue-grey at the bottom, these limestone layers. And they're known as blue lias, because they come from the Liassic age. My goodness, there's a lot of information to take in. Um, so, and what you're left with is these very, very flat beaches, which they're called shore platforms. Um, so... As the unstable cliffs recede due to marine action or weathering, they expose a flat area called a shore platform. 
sea washes over these platforms, pushing material towards the base of the cliffs. Once an area of platform has been exposed in this way, the action of the waves smooths the surface further. So that would explain why it's so flat and smooth at the foot of the cliffs. More curly is going in there. It's the song of the sea. I'm walking up a broad grassy track, leaving Lacombe behind, heading back up onto the next set of cliffs, wending my way east. The cliff tops are backed by scrub. I bet I'll be humming with bird life in spring and summer. There's a few robins and a chaffinch, but very little. Not a lot going on. Up ahead, there's an extraordinary kissing gate. It's like an iron cage with a gate within it, and that leads right out onto the coast path along the cliffs. Squeaky one as well. Ah, oh, the sun on the water, gleaming, and line and line of afterbreakers. Hello, sea. What a beautiful spot. Very good for the soul. So there's a crow up ahead. But not much in the way of wading uh, seabirds. But you never know. Interesting birds flying along. Linnets, I think. Don't know. Now, there are definitely birds down on the beach far below. Yeah, not much on the shoreline, but there are, I can hear bird sounds. My skylarky, linnety type calls. Ah, oh, so it's silver. I see you under the sun. Yeah, so you can walk along this coast path, just a fence one side, and <laughs> fall down cliffs to your. Ah, something's hovering. Kestrel. Ah, Kestrel, I haven't seen a Kestrel for a while. Just perched on a fence post. Somewhere ahead of me, it was being mobbed by a crow. That's, that's lovely. You don't see so many Kestrels these days. They've declined a lot. Um, tidying up roadside verges. Um, not as many voles, eh? Voles. Not as many rough fields, and they're totally dependent on vol numbers. So, yeah, the kestrel's being dive-bombed by... He's just quietly sitting on a fence. He's no bother to you, crows. Leave him alone. He only wants a vole. Unless the crows and the voles have allied. Secret pact. Uh, yeah. They made an election pact. Crows and the voles against kestrels. <laughs> I don't approve of that. So I'm much closer to the kestrel now. It's just really difficult looking into I'm looking into the sun. So it's just a, a silhouette, and silhouettes can get bigger and smaller. Plus, I'm also it's a beautiful female kestrel. Oh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Because they've declined, they've got these little moustache. Moustaches either side of the beak, well, drooping down, droopy moustache. Streaked chest. What a lovely bird. 
Oh, that's a real treat. I'm, yeah, there he goes. Oh, that's... And he's hovering in front of me. Tail out, absolutely fanned out. Flickering wings and his head right down on the ground, looking down. He's diving. He's, he's returned to his perch. She has returned to her perch. Tempted to stay and watch for a little bit. See if she catches something. Yeah, she's more brown. The male has sort of got a bit more slate grey on him, on his mantle, neep, shoulders. The crows have decided to go away, but there's a big flock of jackdaws, cheeky jackdaws, only about 50 of them. Lots of bird life are coming up to a coom in a minute. Kestrel can see me, but he's not, she's not too bothered. Okay, she's up now. She's, like she's hovering. 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 And God, must take so much energy, and now she's back to her perch. Or is she gonna, is she gonna fly over? Oh, no, she's hovering again. Ah, uh, crow just drove her off. She's settled again. Right, I can move on. Vole squeaking in the grass. That, so there's a rough edge to this field to my left. And there's clearly um, some voles in there that the kestrel's hunting. 15 metres now. Uh, she's got a yellow eye. I'm so close now. Beautiful barred. Streaks down her chest and barred across her back. Sort of slightly puffed out against the wind. Hello, you beautiful, beautiful bird. Well, I'll try not to disturb her anymore. So now the path descends into Kumawa, which means big valley uh, and it's very wooded but it looks so stark and one half is completely in sunshine and really hot where I am now I'm just descending some stairs that's goldfinch just going over um, and the other half is totally in shadow lots of hawthorns here by the look of things so I've got an hour to find somewhere for lunch. That's my plan. So I need to scooch on a bit. That kestrel took up quite a lot of time. The trouble is, with in winter, days are curtailed. And I didn't really start walking till about 11 o'clock. Deep in this ferny, mossy coombe, uh, it's suddenly five, six degrees cooler than where I was. Maybe a lot more cool, a lot cooler. A little stream cuts through, which is the crater of the coombe. So I cross it on the little wooden bridge and then head up the other side, back up onto the cliffs. Where I am right now is extraordinary. I'm right on the edge of the cliff. Very eroded little arrowhead into the into the cliff. And there's one stack that just 
standing out like a sore thumb, just hanging out on its own. It is breathtaking how it's hanging there. I suspect it won't survive too many winters, but it, it's 100 feet tall. You know? It's a massive piece of stone. Well, stri striated stone. It's a pretty epic spot. Magnificent cliffs. The sea rattling below. Sheep seem to have no fear of heights. And here they're just grazing right on the cliff edge. Another foot. It's certain death. Ah, admirable sang -froid. Not sure what that is in Welsh. Come to another coombe. That's either a huge hornet or a slightly annoying plane up there. Some absolutely gorgeous thistles in flower along here. And there are some really late bumblebees. Um, Carder bees, I don't know. The ones with the brown sort of shoulders, thoraxes, very furry, wearing a brown fur coat really muddy track here. Absolutely. My least favourite terrain. Waterlogged muddy track. I didn't expect it to be this still and this sunny. On the rest of large parts of the Midlands and the north, suffering unprecedented rain today. And it was flooding in Sheffield and Doncaster this morning. Unbelievable. Two chuffs just flew by me and I wasn't. They chewed, chuffed. Unbelievable. I did not expect chuffs here. I'm just going right to the cliff edge. Where did they go? They just. Ah. I'd love to have caught those on. Uh... There they go. Yes, I see them. Flying along the rock. They're just flying. Oh. Okay, they're coming back towards me a bit. Yes. Two chuffs. Red curved beaks. Ah. Oh. Did not expect that at all. Got lovely outstretched fingertips. They seem to really master the thermals coming up from the cliffs or the updrafts. Two of them just together. I wish they'd come back towards me. Okay, they're flying inland. Oh, they're settled now. Around the cliffs. Two chuffs. Well, excuse the pun, but I'm very chuffed with that. That's absolutely lovely here. So I'm really heading towards the Kumnash Valley. Uh, Kumnash, which is a little valley leads to a pub hopefully very typical um cliffs here really high uh, it's almost like sphinx like heads coming out of the side of the of the hills of the you know out of the cliff faces golden and then gray the bottom two-thirds of gray which is the blue lias stone this is always limestone but uh, mixed with shale which is like a mudstone ah oh, two Two gorgeous chuffs. Two gorgeous chuffs. 
I've been quite lucky mostly that I've been recording when exciting things have happened, but not that time. Can't win them all. Oh, it's glistening. The sea is really, really flat until it just reaches about 200 yards offshore. And then it suddenly becomes a rolling roar. So I'm reaching uh, Monk Nash Beach up ahead. Which I'm cross the style and I'm going to descend down into this Kum Nash which I have walked down before. It's very beautiful. The stream, river, an old mill ruin. Yeah, absolutely ferocious rollers coming in. Down on the beach, you'll be able to hear them soon. Might be able to hear them now. Across the style. There we go. Sun on a cliff just above this beach. It's not really a beach, it's that shore platform type. Uh, and the tide is coming in rapidly. But there you can hear the rollers. It's a lovely sound. It's actually a perfect spot just to hang out. Lots of sheep dung, unfortunately. As I throw myself down, wax lyrical. There are people surfing down here too, waxing their boards. This is quite a perilous little path here, but it's not a sheer cliff drop. In fact, if I slipped off the path, I'd probably just roll gently down. There's a little shed with um, a rather vandalised shed. I don't know what it's for. Makes a good shelter. And if I had a picnic, that would be the place. But I do not. And I'm going to have to descend. So I'm going to leave you with the song of the sea. Right, we're going to head away from the sea now. We might come back at Marcross a bit further down. I think it's lunch calls. We've had some very, very good experiences on it. Chuffs. Chuffs coming over my head. Chuffs. Yeah. Dived on me and made a lovely sound. Three of them. There are lots of chuffs here. I hope, I hope we caught that. They're diving on each other. I thought they were different to other, and they've got this spectacular way of tumbling in the air. There's at least two of them. There's three of them. They're just over this Cum Nash at the moment. There's a, there's a wren. Yeah, they're just dancing above. Chuffs. So they have red feet and red curved bills. Stubby fanned tails and fingers, sort of wingtips of the distinctive fingers. And they're just playing in the air. 
sort of roller coaster rides. They're still mucking about above me. I mean, they really are just mucking about. If they were school kids, they'd be told off now. There's a whole load of them. How many of them are there? It's like chuff. Chuff Central. Three chuffs. Or is there one jackdaw among them? Yeah, there's a jackdaw, a cheeky jackdaw. Two. Ah, oh, no, hold on. Here they come, right over me. Two jackdaws chasing a chuff. Ah, oh, So it wasn't fun. The chuff was getting bullied by. I settled on the ground. He settled on the ground, but it's all the way up the slope I've just come up, come down. He's hopping around. They love this turf. Oh, there's a little stone chat in front of him. Stone chat and a chuff. They use their beaks, those curved beaks, to probe in these sort of sheep grazed cliff tops for wire worms and leather jackets and all sorts of tasty things. That's brilliant. Really good sighting of a chuff. And now just going alongside a very noisy stream. Maybe this is the Nash. Kum Nash is um, this great tangle of trees with a very noisy series of mini waterfalls all the way through it. Some rainforest, it feels like. It's rather magnificent. It's an absolutely beautiful house at the top of here. Uh, lawns running down. Very beautiful. And here's the old mill. Just the ruins of a mill. Water's so clear. Never seen a fish in here. And I've looked, believe me. It's, uh, it is just a series of beautiful steps. You hear the roar of it. Hundreds of mini waterfalls. I'm guessing they're all natural. They don't look man-made. Just a brick wall of a, what must have been the mill. Shame we don't use more mills. Very evocative of a ruin. A door, doorway and lintel. So just a couple of fields and a short bit of lane, and then I'm at the pub. And I say, I am quite ready for it. So I've come up Cum Nash, across some fields, and I'm right on the edge of Monk Nash. Oh, it's a very curious field full of lumps and bumps, and there's a round tower covered in ivy. Not a very tall tower, a stumpy tower. It says this is the Grange. So I think... When I have my much needed lunch, 
in this uh, in the pub up ahead. I did a bit of research into these forts and Grange. Grange is a, like a outlying farm from a monastery or an abbey. So it's of one of their properties, like a big tower. Must be about five meters in diameter. Okay, so I'm very close to, I can't quite see the pub yet. There's more ruined buildings through, yeah. It's a grange, there's ruined buildings through here. I've never heard of this place. In fact, I've been to Monk Nash before. Let's climb over this stone style. Windy here. like a medieval ruin. Is that the pub? I think I can see the pub. Well, I'll do a bit of research there. Find out what's going on in Monk Nash. Oh, hold on, there's the word monk. <laughs> that might mean a lot. Yeah, I'm just roaming over lumps and bumps in the Grange. Really brilliant walk. Walking along Water Street and now right towards the centre of Monk Nash. I'm beginning to see something that looks like a pub. There's cars parked here. I reckon it's going to be open. Welcome pub, Plough and Barrow, Monk Nash. It is. Is it open? Yes, the front door's open anyway. It's got a lovely walled, white was whitewashed building, lovely walled beer garden out the front, covered in sunshine. This is an amazing coastline to walk on. In fact, I've just done a tiny slice of it. You could walk for miles and miles and miles from between sort of Bridgend and Cardiff and get uh, probably a day's walk, probably a bit longer than a day's walk. It might be good to do it in two days. What a joyful walk that would be. Great wildlife. I didn't see a peregrine, surprisingly, but I did see, surprisingly, some chuffs. And I had a really close-up view of a very lovely kestrel. So I'm very pleased. Well... That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like a little more information on the countryside, then head to our website, countryfile.com, where you can find an endless number of walks, loads of great ideas for holidays, news about the countryside, and loads of and loads of other recipes, opinion pieces, all sorts of great things. So um, you can spend hours and hours and hours. There are, there are thousands of articles that we've uploaded over the years. So thanks for listening and do join me next week for another lovely escape into the countryside. Bye-bye now.